You're listening to Al Pastor, the show that helps you love God, love your neighbor, and eat more tacos. I'm your host, Pastor Brian. Welcome to the show. Well, hello, hello. I wanted to uh, just do a very, hopefully it's a quick episode, and I want this as an addendum to my, what I call my recommended resources for studying Genesis. And this is what I use. Um, I, I use the language daily drivers. And what that simply means is, is these are the resources that I go to first. And these are the ones that I'll read the most. Now, there are many others, and I'm going to do a separate episode on diving deeper. But if you can't wait for that and you want to know, like, hey, this isn't enough, what I've recommended... Believe me, I've got. If I pulled up, if I pulled up my my other, it's called layouts, right? In my Bible software, you would just you would you would turn turn your back and you'd start walking in the opposite direction. So I have simplified this, condensed it down, and I've compiled this list with you in mind. In other words, these are things that I think that you'll be able to track with. Um, things that are not uh, too crazy, in other words. Like what I mean by crazy is just sometimes these higher level commentaries. And don't think is it, you know, don't think when I say the word higher, like, oh, what do you mean? I'm talking like they dive deep, deep, sometimes too deep, like into languages and cultures and backgrounds and stuff. We, we, we just, we want to try to have the right balance. And I hope that I've accomplished this with this risk, uh, list. So uh, there'll be a link down in the episode description, or you can go to brianoverturf.com and right there under recommendations, you will see a link for uh, Genesis Everyday Drivers. Um, so let me go through these and just talk a little bit. The first one is called the um, Genesis Commentary, and this is through Tyndale Old Testament Commentary. Now, you need to be careful. I have the link on here, so hopefully you click on the link. Now listen, I am, I'm going to give you a full disclaimer. I am an official affiliate with Logos Bible Software, but these are not affiliate links. Why? Because I'm not doing this to try to make money off of you. I can do that in other ways. And you're like, ooh, tell me more, <laughs> right? So I want you to know that my motivation behind whatever you click is not an affiliate link. So I've got no skin in the game. I want you to prosper. I I want your your soul to prosper. So um, there's a link, and it'll take you directly to Logos. Let's see how much it is first. Oh, it's fifteen ninety nine. I thought it was a little less expensive, but um, um, very doable. And considering how long we are going to be in the Book of Genesis, I believe it's about the next three months or so. Um, this particular commentary is going to be very good for you. Let me tell you what I like about this. Um, this is what I call an entry-level commentary. And his style of writing, um, in my opinion, reads more like a devotional. Now, that I know that can be very subjective, but the way that I read commentary, when I read Steinman, it's kind of like a breath of fresh air because his writing is just really clear, concise to the point, and he's smooth. Um, so as I was touch talking about just a little bit earlier, sometimes commentaries can get really, really technical and language focused, and then they just become bogged down by terms and references. Doesn't mean you don't need them. If you if you eventually get to that place, 
they can be highly beneficial. So Steinman also does an excellent job of making um, some complex concepts. Um, very simple, very simple. Um, I'm going to be talking about the image of God, and that'll be in an upcoming episode. And what I really appreciate about him is he takes this concept of the image of God, and he breaks it down to about one paragraph. And if you're satisfied with that, then great. I'm not telling you you shouldn't go study. But I remember at a time when I got into the image of God, and not only the image of God, but the plural language of it's Genesis 1.28, where God said, let us make man in our own image. And the question is, is what, who, who is us, right? Who, who is that? And uh, again, you'll have to tune in to the episode for that. But I really, really appreciate Steinman on there. Um, the other thing that I like is that he takes a very literal approach to Genesis, which is a big, big deal. He believes Moses wrote the, the, the five books, the first five, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. That's important, guys. I will probably do an episode on what is known as the JDEP theory. But anyway, Steinman, Steinman does a good job. So I highly recommend it. I think you'll learn a lot. I think you'll learn just enough. The next one is Tried and True. It's the Bible Knowledge Commentary. Um, I recommend this almost carte blanche to just about everybody. It's just, it's a great investment. This particular commentary is not, you know, very lengthy. It's not very wordy, but it will also, here's something to keep in mind. Whereas Steinman is just for one book, the Bible commentary covers the entirety of the Bible through various contributors. Um, so what they do really good is presenting other sides, other views that scholars have taken and they put them down into some summary statements, which can be very helpful. So from a theological side, meaning like, what do they mean? What do they believe doctrinally? They're very sound. They're very conservative. Um, this comes out of the Dallas Theological Seminary. So this is what I can consider the majority of the time a very reliable foundation for interpretation. Does that mean that they're right 100% of the time? I hope you already answered that question and said no, <laughs> right? Because nobody is. Nobody is. The, these are written by man. So um, these the intention behind this is that they would help. Now, the next one is the NIV Cultural Background Study Bible. But before I do that, let me tell you how much the Bible knowledge commentary costs. Um, by the way, you can also pick, it's, I think it's a lot more on Amazon. When I say a lot more, it's $39.99 on Logos Bible software. Now, obviously, that's the one I recommend just because of the value that you get with the clickable links and you're able to go in and out and, and bookmark and highlight and all that. But um, I know several of you that have this in print already. So you can also get this on Amazon. So let's move on to the next. The NIV Cultural Background Study Bible Notes. Now, this, pay attention to the title. It's a study Bible on cultural backgrounds. Now, is this a must-have? Mm, my opinion, I'd say, yeah, kind of, but no, it depends. I would talk to you, and if I was to sit down with you, I would interview you and kind of see what floats your boat, and then... 
if I was to make a personal recommendation, I wouldn't say that this is for everybody. Um, and the reason is, is because this does exactly what it says. It gets really into the culture, the background, which I, in my opinion is extremely, extremely uh, helpful. Cultural things. Um, you know, a lot of the thing, well, I, should say, I shouldn't say a lot. Almost all of the Bible is foreign to us when it comes to um, cultural concepts, right? I mean, just when you get into the first century, first century alone, we just came out of the New Testament. It's like, my word. I mean, you've got Jewish culture, right? The life of Christ in Israel. And then you get into Gentile culture. That's like night and day. Those two things. The Old Testament, folks, we're talking ancient Near Eastern culture. Now, that right there is, in my book, fascinating. So this will help you um, with what I call getting your feet wet a little bit. If you find it's not your cup of tea, hey, not a big deal. But this is um, an excellent resource. Now, the next one is the Faith Life Study Bible. I love this thing, and you don't have to pay a penny on it. Look at me. I'm already getting ahead of myself. How much is the NIV cultural background? Let's see. It is $23.99. Here's the good news on that. If you purchase this, you'll it'll serve you for all 66 books of the Bible. That's pretty cool. All right, the Faith Life Study Bible. Um, this, is, this is what I consider like a really cursory glance, meaning it's it's short, right? But it has some highly valuable information that you can link to. So it'll give you um, various articles. You They've got the little plus sign that you can click on. And you can see dictionary encyclopedias. You can see recommended resources. They do a really good job of that. The good news is, is you all have access. Everybody who has a Faith Life account... And if you're part of Arvin Assembly, you get this. We have we have paid for this. Um, this is this is part of what it means to belong to the body of Christ with us in our community. Um, if you're not part of Arvin Assembly, and maybe you're part of another church, um, and for whatever reason you're trekking with us, um, we do have some folks that are doing that. Um, just let me know, and I can get you access into here. Um, you know, to where you you can dive in and do some study. You'll get you'll get a lot of uh, you'll get a biblical library and faith life study Bibles included in there. All right, the next one now. This is the um, what's called the ZIBBC. That's the acronym for the Zondervan Illustrated Bible Backgrounds Commentary. This it has multiple volumes. So what I'm recommending is volume one that covers the first five books of the Bible, the Torah. Um, it, so here's the thing I would test drive first to see if you're a cultural backgrounds person. And if you are, if you like that, then you are going to love this one. Um, I call this in my language, it's the big daddy, the big dog companion to the cultural background, it gives you a whole lot more information and it has pictures. I don't mean that in like facetiously or anything like that. I like pictures, like real pictures, like um, of different, uh, you know, artifacts and stones and and, and stuff. Um, so you will have more than enough to dig deeper and get a fuller understanding like of culture and time and all of that stuff. Here's the other good thing about this. 
this volume, even though it's one volume, it will serve you for the whole year, okay? Because this, this again, covers all five books of the Bible. So let me click on it. Let me see how much it is. All right, this one is $47.99. Now, I don't know what it is on Amazon, but I believe it's probably going to be a little bit more in print. So again, you got to kind of pick and choose. Um, let me give you the last one now. The last one is called the Genesis record. Now this, this one I would say, without exception, if I had the ability to get you to read, I want you to, first and foremost, I want you to read God's word, right? But if I was to just give you, if you just had one resource and I could say, sit down and read this for 30 minutes, actually could be less based on our reading. Get the Genesis record. Um, this is this is incredible. Let me tell you what I like about this. Um, the author's name is Morris, and he he's he's what he's what we would call conservative. That means he holds to the mosaic authorship of the Torah. He holds to the genre and literalness of Genesis, meaning. Um, I know I'm going to get into the weeds here, so just oblige me for a second. There are some folks out there that will say, like, for instance, Genesis 1 through 11. Well, we'll call that a different type of literature. Instead of it being like a historical document, we're going to call it mytho-historical, meaning it's myth. We don't really believe that there was a real Adam and Eve, and we don't really believe that there was a Garden of Eden and the whole flood thing, right? So they've classified it, and you're like, hold on, are these Christians? I I don't know. I can't say that, but <laughs> they're in the Christian fields, folks. Mytho-Christian. So I like Morris that he holds that Moses is the author. Genesis is literal. He takes the creation account as literal 24-hour 24 24 creation days. And there is a lot of science in there. Now, before you... Cross your fingers and hold it up to me and say, get behind me, Satan. I don't want any science because I know how you are. This is not like, how should I say this? It's not over your head science. The, the, the way he writes, and I think that because he says he was a Sunday school teacher for I don't know how many years. I think because of that, he has just a way of taking these scientific concepts and breaking them down into a really digestible way. Um, so please, please pick it up. Don't don't let it fool you. And when I say that, don't don't let the science aspect fool you. It is a valuable, valuable commentary. Um, the more I read it, the more I love it because I'm like, man, this guy, he really, really does a good job. Um, now, I have a blurb on here, so I will go ahead and get in it. Let me read what I wrote here. Um, I said, I think we should have a foundation, uh, have as a foundation a solid understanding of creation science as he lays it out before exploring other interpretations such as evolution, historical mythology, etc. If I lost you, don't worry, we'll talk about it. Well, guess what, guys? This is me talking about it. So let me tell you just a little bit. There are various views of the Genesis account within the Christian realm. Um, 
the first first and foremost and this is the this is the approach i believe we need to have a solid solid understanding of is the literal approach when god created and when he said and it was good and it was day 1 and day 2 and day 3 i think we need to have as a framework literal 24 hour days i believe that I believe that the earth is not billions and millions and zillions of years old. Whatever, I, I probably should go and update myself on the science to see, you know, what, as of this year, what the date of the earth is. Um, now, do I believe that it's 6,000 years old? No. How far out would I push that? I would push it. I could push it. I could go anywhere from 6 to 10 We'll do a separate podcast on that, on the age of the earth, okay? Um, so this is what I think that we need to have as a foundation, and this is what Morris does. What are the alternatives? Maybe you're wondering. Well, there's something that's called the gap theory, and this became highly, highly popular. Um, early 1900s, with the advent of something known as the Schofield Bible. Now, the Schofield Bible did just did wonders for the body of Christ. Really, I'm not saying that in a bad way. Um, but it was very popular. It was um, highly distributed. It was uh, mass-produced. And in this study Bible were provided notes. Now, in the early 1900s, Christians had their back against the wall when it came to evolution. And that's important to understand because Darwin's theory of evolution really was becoming to, you know, up to the forefront. You know, this, and you're like, what's Darwin? Hopefully you've heard of Darwin. Um, yeah, this is the idea that we, you know, came from amoebas and pond and some somehow sparked life and we came to land and you get the picture, right? We came from monkeys. Maybe one of your relatives is a monkey and you believe in evolution. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's your free comedy for the day. Um, so <laughs> back to this, in the early 1900s, the Christians had their back against the wall. They didn't know how to answer this, right? And so the gap theory really came to the forefront. And what is the gap theory? Hopefully I'll tell you this short. Between Genesis 1-1 and 1-2, okay? So in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2, and now the earth was without form and void. And the Spirit of God hovered over the waters of the deep. Well, the gap theory says between Genesis 1-1 and 1-2, this is where the millions of years was. So there was a whole chaotic creation that occurred uh, in the pre-Adamite world. And this is where we have dinosaurs placed and chaos and all of this. And the flood of Noah, guess what? That's not the first flood. That's actually the second flood. So they believe that the first flood of the world is what we see in Genesis 1-2. Now, do I scoff at that? No, because guess what? At one time, one point in my walk, I leaned heavily towards the gap theory. I, I really did. Now, I don't preach it as gospel, okay? So I want you to make sure you understand this. It's not like I'm going around and saying, if you don't believe this, you're going to hell. This isn't a salvation issue thing. Um, not, like the, not like who Jesus is, right? The, if you get Jesus wrong, we're in trouble. This is not it. But there was a time. And so I actually have several books on the gap theory. Um, so that's a little bit on the gap theory. Now, 
there are Christian evolutionists. You're like, what? Yes, there are. Um, oh boy, how can I put this simply? How do they come up with it? We end up with more questions than answers. I'll give you, just give you an example. They believe that God, it's called guided evolution, that God just set into motion all of the ingredients that was necessary, whereas evolution, they don't have, they don't quite has a, have an answer to the randomness, right? And so Christian evolution proposes that God guided these events. Um, there Was there man, men that walked the earth? Yes, they walked the earth prior to Adam. Uh, <laughs> was Adam a literal human being? Some would say, yes, we'll hold to a literal Adam. Well, what about all the humans before? What about the Cro-Magnum men, right? What about these, you know, cave cavemen, the, the guys that were wandering around? What do they do with that? Well, conveniently, they say this was not the final emanation of man and therefore um, could not be Adam. And so when it when it when we get to Adam, even though it says God formed, right? They take the formed as going, when did he form him? Did he scoop him up out of the dust? They say, no. He formed him when he spoke into creation and set everything into motion. But they say when Adam officially became Adam, when he was the final, final <laughs> trying to put it, I'm trying to think here, he would be the final final draft, right? I guess like this is it. This is the end product of evolution. Man, I butchered that. But anyway, I'm still working on it. Okay. I am reading a little bit on it. So all of that to say, should you dive into that? It depends. I'd like to talk to you first, but I believe, and this is just me as a pastor talking. So hear my heart. I believe that we need to have at least a foundational understanding of creation science before we start diving into all of these other things. So um, doesn't mean you can't have an overview. Don't get me wrong. But if you just start going off into right field and you're just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to read all these books on evolution. I'd be like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> so I hope you understand what I'm trying to say. Uh, let's let's get to this. How much is the Genesis record? It is $47.99 on Logos. Now, that's a big ticket item. I understand that. Here's my promise to you. If you, if you have a genuine desire um, to really dive in and study, and if this cost is prohibiting you from making this purchase, reach out to me, and I will do whatever I have to do to make sure that I get this in your hands. This is this is how much I think that this book will bless you. And I mean that um, with all of my heart. And so if I had to pick two, okay, for you, if I had to pick two for everybody, it would be the Genesis record and the Tyndale Old Testament commentary, along with the Faith Life Study Bible, because you already have access to that. So that is what I would I would really want. And um, here's my here's my final spiel. Um, let me let me pull it back up. Where did I go? Well, just 
pull it back up on my recommendations. Here's one thing we need to understand. And I think I probably need to say this often. There is only one inspired, infallible, inerrant book, and that is the Bible. That's God's Word. These resources are fallible. And believe me, I hope you don't agree with everything. I don't agree with everything. I hope, I mean, I hope you don't agree with everything that I say and that you study it out for yourself. But I value the information that I receive and learn because I want to grow. And I hope that you do too. I want to know God more. And so these are just tools that can help us just really appreciate um, God in all of his majesty and all of his splendor. Um, I'm going to be doing soon just a little bit of an introduction on the Torah. Um, and we'll be doing this along the way, kind of like reminders. Why are we reading this? these books? But one of the things by the time of Christ that really got out of hand was the issue of authority when it came to God's word. And the Jews of Jesus' day ended up making some commentary more authoritative or equal in authority to God's word. And that was, that was some writings known as the Talmud. Um, Jesus actually called these the traditions of men. And while there is nothing wrong, like I, I own the Talmud, by the way. I search it, I research it, I go and I reference. It's just a bunch of rabbis talking and arguing about verses. <laughs> like, it's commentary. And you'll say, Rabbi so-and-so says this about this verse. And they will say, well, Rabbi says this about this verse. And they'll sit there and they'll talk. So the Talmud is kind of like being a fly on a wall within conversations of rabbis. That's the best way that I can put it. And, and again, by the time Jesus came around, they elevated this book, this commentary, to a status that was unhealthy. There's only one book, guys. It's God's word that is infallible. So we will never say in the authority of Tyndale, Old Testament commentary. Now, you can use that and cite as a reference to say why you believe what you believe, but you can't use it authoritatively like you can with God's word. Thus saith the Lord. And praise God for that. Really praise God for that. So I want to make sure that I give that disclaimer, right? And um, if you have any questions on any of these, please let me know. Um, my list for the other ones, Diving Deeper, is way too long. So there's no way I can include any of those in this episode. So if you made it this far, I salute you. Um Please, please, if you got some of these, let me know. I want to know, like, what do you think? Help me out. Oh, last thing. Gosh. Logos Bible Software. If you make a digital purchase, and if you figure out, like, let's say, hey, I'm going to buy the NIV Cultural Background Study Commentary. And if you end up getting that, they have a 30-day, no questions asked, money back guarantee. Just, just send them an email, say, you know what? I, I don't like this book. I'm not using it. I don't see it being beneficial. All right. We've refunded your account and it's no longer accessible in your library. I've done that once. One time, I think in four years. Um, and they are, I mean, no questions asked. And I was worried. I was going, man, they're going to get upset with me. I'm not a return guy. <laughs> but anyway, uh, if that makes you feel better. 
All right, I've talked enough, and uh, we'll see you on another episode. Thank you for listening to Al Pastor with Brian Overturf. If you found value in this, please subscribe and get updates. Most places podcasts are available. We're right here on Anchor FM through Spotify. Also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, and iHeartRadio. I hope you'll tune in for the next episode. Until then, we'll see you later.